1: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Good morning, Byron. How are you? Good morning, Hugh. Doing well, thanks. Uh, The lead story for me today is also the lead story in the Wall Street Journal. The headline is Biden seeks to shift focus to domestic issues after Afghanistan exit. White House plans to spend September pushing for passage of the president's agenda as he faces falling poll numbers. I personally believe that most Americans know about the thousands of American citizens, LPRs, and SIB holders abandoned in Afghanistan, that they don't quite know the details, but they're intensely concerned with it, and that it's an iceberg issue that the president is mishandling by treating it as something that will be forgotten. David Drucker kind of disagrees with me. Brian Rosenwald very much disagrees with me that Americans are paying attention. What does Byron York
2: think? Well, I think that uh, Americans' feelings about U.S. citizens being left behind in Afghanistan, I think those feelings are essentially folded in to the poll numbers that you're seeing um, Biden's approval rating for his handling of the situation in Afghanistan, which are in the 20s. I mean, those are Nixon and Watergate poll numbers. Uh, so I do think that Americans are aware of that. Now, a couple of things about Biden changing the subject. Of course, he wants to change the subject. Answer is: Will uh, a lot of the The pre- question is: will, will a lot of the press go along with it? If you look at Politico's playbook this morning, I mean, just tiny, tiny little mention of Afghanistan. Uh, much more on the Biden uh, agenda. On the other hand, I was I didn't hear. Uh, the first uh, half-hour of your program. Uh, Did you read Senator Blumenthal's tweets today? I I did not.
1: I I tweeted the story out that he is outraged, and he's a Democrat. But go ahead and tell people about it.
2: Well, uh, Senator Blumenthal uh, yesterday afternoon uh, uh, posted a a thread on Twitter. My staff and I have worked night and day to secure the safe passage of two planes waiting in Masary-Sharif to take American citizens at risk, Afghan allies and their families to safety. My office joined forces in this humanitarian mission with an incredible coalition of advocates, NGOs, former servicemen, and journalists to try to evacuate our fellow citizens and Afghan allies. By the way, NGOs, former service members, and journalists, anybody missing from that list? Like State, State Department, Department and Pentagon, yep. <laughs> exactly. So, anyway, he goes on. Uh, and so this is. As you point out, a Democratic senator, which may be necessary uh, to give this issue enough credibility for some members of the press to pay attention.
1: Now, Byron, I believe in American politics. There are iceberg issues. And my most uh, frequently referred to example of that is the famous Chick-fil-A boycott. When Chick-fil-A got in trouble for their donations, I believe, to a pro-marriage family or anti same sex marriage effort. I don't know what got the Cathays into trouble, but without any publicity whatsoever, Americans by the millions showed up and bought Chick fil A sandwiches on a certain day to show support for the franchise. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. It was not covered in the media. I believe, though, that America is now wired separately from the media. And one of the stories running over the hidden wire, and it's only hidden from elite media or they ignore it, is the subterranean Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, uh, uh, non-official communication system. And by that, I mean not elite media, not government, and that they're wired into the fact that we've left thousands of people. And they also know that an LPR, I hate that term because it includes my son's In-laws up until a year ago, they spent 15 years in the United States, in North Carolina, living the American life. They became citizens after 15 years, Canadian and and an Irish uh, in-law, and now they're American citizens. But they are Americans long before they became citizens. I think we count the green card holders in this number, and Ron Klain and the others are trying to downplay this number. When does... When do the families of the people stranded there go public? That's really the issue, Byron, because that will draw attention.
2: Well, I think it's going to be pretty soon. I mean, the, the other thing about the Klein interview that you were playing uh, with CNN yesterday is, is the degree of dependence that the United States has had on third-party actors here. In this case, we're really hoping the Qataris can help us on this. So the, the idea is like, who, you know, who are we, chopped liver? I mean, the, the United States is dependent either on the Taliban or the Qataris or some other nation to, to help get United States people out of Afghanistan. And let me say one more thing. I think on this issue of evacuations, there are two sides to this issue. There is who we have not yet brought out of Afghanistan, and there's who we have brought out of Afghanistan, And uh, that's a lot of interpreters that we brought out. And we are finding out more about the frenzied, confused, and incomplete vetting that has taken place uh, with Afghans who have been brought to the United States. Uh, We have uh, one member of uh, uh, Congress, Representative uh, Tiffany, I believe is his name, from Wisconsin, uh, who went to uh, an army base where thousands and thousands of people have been brought, and is asking, well, what, what's the vetting uh, on on these people? Did, uh, did they need to be brought to the United States immediately? Could they be waiting in a third country, safe from uh, being out of Afghanistan, waiting in a third country while the United States conducts normal vetting operations all at, that we perform on all refugees? Uh, so there's there's a and they're, and they're not. I mean they're already they're already in the United States. Biden administration is issuing them all what's called humanitarian parole. That is coming to the United States because we say so. And uh, so there's two questions on this. There's there's who we haven't brought out, and there's who we have brought out.
1: There's actually three, Byron. I think uh, who we left behind, who we brought out, and what do we do with who we brought out? Because I believe there's vast bipartisan support. For a very open embrace of vetted Afghan refugees, including, of course, SIVs, but even average Afghans who just don't want to live under the Taliban, if they can be shown to be safe. There's, there's a waiting list of people who want to help. And I think the churches will organize this like the South Vietnamese. We're well, welcome to the country at Camp Pendleton, the Cubans from Cuba, the Hungarians from Hungary, uh, the Iranians from Iran. I, I believe we will open our arms. But they insist on vetting. They, they don't put it past al Qaeda to sneak in some bad actors. And so the question has to be, do you want to open embrace these Afghan refugees? The answer is yes, but vet vet, then embrace. I believe that's the general consensus position. What do you think?
2: Well, that's what's not been done here. You're absolutely right. I mean, this is, this is like the difference between legal immigration and illegal immigration. And so many Republicans who are trying to tighten security at the border are saying, look, we're not, we don't, we're not opposed to immigration. It just needs to be legal immigration through a process of law and not people just flooding over the border. So in this case, uh, they want uh, – Americans, I think – uh, want people from Afghanistan who have been vetted, and I do think they will give priority not just to u s citizens and uh, lPRs um, as you say, but to Afghans who actually did help in the um, uh, in the u s twenty year u s effort in Afghanistan, not just Afghans who were afraid, however validly, for their future in uh, Afghanistan, but Americans who actually helped. The United States in this war that went on 20 years
1: now people do not know this but in the beltway there is a large Afghan community and I've had two uber drivers in the last month and one on the weekend who are Afghan expats one the guy on the weekend uh, that I wrote about in my Washington Post column He's driving an Uber. He got here in 2019 after working for the Americans from 2018 back about nine years, both as an interpreter and for floor. He said it was very easy for him to be establish his connection via both his colonel that he worked for and then the floor corporation executive. Vetting is not hard if you worked with an American, even if you don't speak a lick of English, uh, if you're the brother of a of a interpreter or the daughter of an interpreter? You're able to be vetted, Byron. Have you, have you actually looked into the vetting process? It's not that hard. These people actually have names. They've got the receipts, to use the cliche.
2: Well, the vetting process normally takes a long time. And there has been controversy in the past over how long it takes. Does it take so long because there's so much uh, investigating to be done? Or does it take so long simply because the bureaucracy, you know, puts something in a, in a file box, and it stays there for six months until somebody does something about it. And it appears that it is bureaucratically long. And so it could be, uh, it could be made faster. But it needs to be done uh, in a thorough way. And it needs to be, you know, it, we need to, to, um, to vet potential refugees from Afghanistan the way we vet potential refugees from anywhere else.
1: It took six months for my driver, but then the American embassy was open in Kabul, and he was able to go back and forth, our our $800 billion building that is now a Taliban palace. It took them six months. Uh, It should take less time if the State Department was not run by incompetence, but I'm afraid that it is. Byron York on Twitter, Byron York at Washington Examiner, Byron York on Fox. Thank you, Byron York. I'll be right back. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review.